Welcome to WKJP News Radio, the podcast that talks about the 90s sitcom News Radio. I am the co-host, Kayleen, and here with me is my demanding husband, Jordan. And this is the season two wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm not sure. It either. just came out of my mouth. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I felt a little spicy. I don't know. <laughs> Well, with the word demanding, yeah. <laughs> I mean, meticulous. Meticulous. I will use that word about myself all day, every day, sure. All right. Can we still use that intro? Persnickety? Yeah. Grumpy? Mm. Yeah. Today we'll be doing the season two wrap up. So we have gone all the way through News Radio season two, and now we are going to review it as a season. Okay. How honest should I be? Kayleen. I don't want to offend the listeners. In the wrap-up for season one, I said, I cherish your honesty. I mean... And I do. I feel like this is maybe a good time to just reiterate, I have never seen this show. I'm seeing it for the first time mm-hmm. in 2022 with a 2022 view mm-hmm. of a 1990s TV show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing two episodes in between season two and season three. We're going to be doing this, the season two wrap up, and then we will also do a summer of 96 episode. We combined them into one episode last time between season one and season two. Okay. But this is a full season. And so I wanted to break them into two separate things. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. How much are you getting paid for this again? The payment is in the form of the joy that I bring social to media, the listeners. Social media dopamine. Dozens hits. of you. <laughs> so this is going to be more of the news radio heavy episode. That's for the listener who really comes here to hear about news radio. The hardcore listener. The hardcore news radio fan. Got it. They're out there. Believe me, I've run into them. Oh, look out. And next time will be for more of the casual fan who just wants to spend some time with your favorite hosts. The people who really just like Kayleen and Jordan and our little banter. Pretty much. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. All right. So, Kayleen, I like to ask at the top. Oh, God. How are you doing? I'm okay. I am gearing up for the school year. Started a new med. Feeling okay. Feels like a lot is happening right now. But I do better when I'm busy. Mm -hmm. So... That's probably good. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing all right. Oh, tell them what you're doing. I don't know what I want to talk no, about. No, you're going to. I started a new hobby. Yeah. I started taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu lessons. That sounds so badass. Well, I am a badass, Kaylee. Thank you. Yes, there it is. <laughs> so I've taken a couple of classes. I really like it. You it's... come home so happy. I, I feel like I can feel the endorphins radiating off your body. It's the endorphins, yeah. Yeah. Rolling around sweaty with a bunch of strangers trying to pin, pin each other to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably nice wrestling human beings that aren't a quarter of your weight. Well, yes. Which is what you're used to with our children. Right. When I wrestle them, I have to do all, I've said this before to Kayleen, I have to do all the work to make sure that I don't hurt them. Mm-hmm. And here... Like, we're all adults, so we all get to take the burden of being like, actually, I'm going to tap you if you're hurting me, <laughs> and then we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can go as hard as I need to until they tap. Get all that rage out. Yep. I have a lot of pent-up rage. I know you do. I see it. So I've been doing that. I've been working out, trying to get my endorphins, my natural brain chemicals <laughs> in line. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep. We're having a, kind of a busy time of year, but mm-hmm. it's good. I'm glad we're doing this. The podcast? Yeah, it's just good to like, at the end of the day, we're both really tired and have gone through a lot. So it's sometimes nice to just sit down and record a podcast. Absolutely. It's like having a scheduled date night, except we're going to be talking about a sitcom from the 90s. That the husband really, really likes. Mm-hmm. And the wife tolerates. So, Kayleen, I also like to ask, what have you been watching lately? Um, I watched a couple episodes of a show on Netflix called Indian Matchmaking. Mm-hmm. 
season two. So I watched season one when it came out a while ago. It's about a woman um, from India and she travels a lot between India and New York and she's a professional matchmaker. And it's really just interesting to see these Indian communities and a lot of them are wealthy and beautiful and accomplished and, but a lot of them like, I don't know. It's like they struggle to make connections. I don't know. It's almost like they don't know how to decide to marry somebody because there's so much more involved in it when it's like two families coming together sure. and things like that. I was going to say there's probably a little bit of the like South Asian, Southeast Asian, like tiger mom mindset, the very like driven academic, yeah. you know, achievement yeah. oriented it's interesting, like there, like there was one woman and she was giving off this list of all of her requirements and it was like, like she wanted a guy either like from a specific region yeah. or he spoke like a specific dialect. Um, and like she had requirements for his height, for the type of job he does, uh, like his hobbies, um, just like her list was incredibly specific and really long. And she was like, I don't think I'm asking for too much. And then she was like, because everything I'm asking for is what I bring to the table. And I was a little bit like, well, you go, girl. Like, don't settle. Know your own value. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, where is this unicorn right. person, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. It's 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 not a great show. But the idea of matchmaking I find kind of interesting. There was one guy that she said, um, he's kind of a ladies' man. And... None of the ladies, like, stick, though, because he actually has a curse on him. Mm. And so they have to get rid of the curse before, or, like, when they get rid of this curse on him, there's, like, a supernatural powers on him or something like that. Bad hoodoo. A little bit, yeah. And once they get rid of that, then the matchmaking process will go more smoothly. Mm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I watched that. Um, I feel like I haven't really been watching a lot of shows lately. I watched a movie, Working Girl, mm -hmm. with Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, you were rattling off the list of actors. Oh, in yeah, it, Kevin, it was... Kevin Spacey was in it and... Alec Baldwin. Yes, Alec Baldwin. It was it was actually nominated for Best Picture. Really? Which I was like, it's not that good. Mm. <laughs> what year was it? Uh, in the 90s. No, 80s. 80s? Sounds mid to late. I want to say 88 for some reason, but now I want to look it up. Nineteen eighty-eight. Okay. Uh but anyway, it was an interesting plot. It was very 80s, like so 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. It was just kind of a and I it was a movie I'd never seen before. Yeah. A little bit of yeah. a news radio tie-in in that that's one of the women Mr. James is trying to woo is Melanie Griffith. Oh. He's trying to talk her out of being married to Antonio Banderas. That's right. Yeah, she wasn't very good. In my opinion, her character was a little, like, fuzzy. Like, I don't really get what her character was about. Um, but then I read about the production, and apparently she was pretty severely into a cocaine addiction while, mm. she were, while they were filming it. Um, and she actually went to a rehab, like, facility three weeks after it mm. wrapped. And apparently one day on the set, she came to work so high that they were like, we can't, we can't work with you right now. Yeah. And so they shut down the production and they sent everybody home and they billed her for it for the day. And it cost $80,000. And apparently that was what made her like oh, shit. Like, yeah. I can't, like, people are relying on me here. I can't just do what I want, which... Ugh, that just I don't know, but I feel like that's also a really good lesson. Yeah, like this is how much is riding on your responsibility with your body and self to be ready to go. That's interesting. Yeah, huh. I actually found reading about the movie a little bit more interesting than watching it. Sure, <laughs> there's some really good '80s lingerie in it. You didn't tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll send you some screenshots. So great. Yeah, what have you been watching? So, nothing that interesting. I've been watching The Sopranos, Superstore. I'm trying to catch up on Better Call Saul. So I still should watch that. Yeah, you should. But I want to talk about something that we watched together. Do you remember the last movie we watched together? Ugh. I can't remember. 
we watched My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. That was a really charming little movie. I really yeah, enjoyed it. It was really good. I it was I don't know what I thought it was going to be about, but it was way better than I expected. It was not what I thought it was going to be about. Yeah. I still don't think Marissa Tomei is that pretty. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty and, like, every celebrity woman is pretty. Mm. But she's not, like, wowza. <laughs> okay. In my opinion. I didn't love Joe Pesci as the main character, oh, primarily yeah. because I just could not wrap my head around no. those two being a couple. No. When they <laughs> kissed, I actually thought, like, does she want to kiss him? <laughs> it's a job. She's getting paid. Yeah. You're getting paid to kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're, I totally agree. I feel like they, I don't know that I bought them as a couple. Mm. Odd couple, I guess. Maybe that's the point of it. I don't know. Yeah. Kayleen was really excited that the mean lawyer was the bad coach from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just plays mean bad guys. Mm-hmm. Although he wasn't really a bad guy in this movie at all. He wasn't actually. Bad, no. He was just the opposing attorney. Right. He was the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we talk about news radio? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, Kayleen, you went through and looked at the list of episodes in season two to refresh your memory. Mm -hmm. Are there any in particular that jumped out at you as ones you liked? Rat Funeral. The second I I forgot about that one, and the second I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, there was a motion that Beth made with her body. I don't remember what line it was that she said when she's like, he's sleek or something like mm-hmm. that. He's got a racing stripe down his body. Yeah, I mm-hmm. liked that. Yep. I also just like rats. So, mm-hmm. like, of course I'm going to like, I feel like that's my favorite one. I would be surprised if I gave any of them a higher rating than that one. So you have a three-way tie in terms of the actual numeric score you gave. Really? Episodes in season two. Yep. I mean, my ratings are pretty... Arbitrary. (laughs) I don't know arbitrary, but, like, I don't know that I am comparing them to the other ones very well. Any others jump out at you? Um, Negotiation, just because I remember Lisa going to MTV, and I kind of liked that. What what does the band she has to interview? Anthrax. Yeah, like that was kind of, I also just like the idea of her being on an MTV set. It made me think about MTV from the 90s. Yeah. Um, like I'm looking at the list and I'm like, oh yeah, Mr. James bought them all cars. <laughs> yep, for the Christmas story episode. Yeah. That Santa Claus, that was dumb. <laughs> the Santa Claus who is stalking Bill? Oh, the cane. I bet I, I bet that was one of my favorite ones. Okay. Wasted potential though. The episode should have centered entirely around the cane. Mm. That should have been the A plot, in my opinion. Sure. But there's a lot of episodes. I mean, it's a lot of episodes. So, like, Yep. And they're not in any sort of order, you know? Okay. So do you want me to tell you the ones that you really liked? Yeah. You really liked the first episode of the season. Yep. Julie's Life. Yep. With the naked photos. Yep. And the gelato. You also liked Rat Funeral. Okay. Rat Funeral. Christmas Story. Even with the Santa. Mm-hmm. And also physical graffiti. Physical graffiti is the one with the practical joke war and yes, the Wall yeah. Street interviewer. Yeah. So you liked those three. Okay. Tied for four out of five. Okay. Yep. And then you also liked station sale. So in terms of those numbers, that's what you liked the best. Does that sound about accurate to you? Sure. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Once the episode's done... I don't really think about it a lot. That's fair. (laughs) Yep, that's fair. So my favorites were Julie's Life, the very first one. Yep. I also liked Rat Funeral. I gave that a four and a half out of five. Mm -hmm. So probably my favorite episode of the season. I really liked Negotiation. I loved the bit about Matthew getting the meaningless promotion and Bill screwing with him. Uh, I really liked Christmas Story. I liked In Through the Outdoor because it's the one where... Dave has to introduce Bill at a luncheon and has to give a little speech. Right. That's also the one where Joe tries to teach Matthew about gambling and Matthew keeps losing all the games that Joe oh. sets up for him. Like, guess which even, hand the pencil is in. when he tries to, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I also liked Presence, which is the one where Bill gets lost in a poker game. And they have to. You really like that Boba Fett thing. Yeah. Boba Fett's flying through the air and he's 
<laughs> on his back on the bed. Yep, they have to infiltrate the poker game and yeah. win Bill back. Yeah, so those are my top five. Yeah, I feel like I probably like the ones that do not center Dave and Lisa's relationship. Yeah, that seems to be true of kind of both of us, to be honest. None of these are really Dave and Lisa episodes. Mm -hmm. So just in case anybody is interested in the actual numbers out there, uh, overall, what do you think the average score you've given an episode of News Radio is? Probably like 3.5. That would be 3.05. Oh, wow. Okay. So slightly above average. (laughs) And my average for the entire run so far has been 3.16. Oh, interesting. And for season two, your average score is 2.98, so slightly less than the overall average. Okay. And mine is 3.19, so just slightly above average. Sure. Math. I did a spreadsheet today. Shocking. (laughs) All right. So, Kayleen, are there any favorite lines or favorite moments from season two that stick out in your head? You know me. I could go through and I could list a dozen of them. I know. I don't. That's that's the thing. Like, I don't remember. Also, because you've seen these episodes many, many times. So mm-hmm. you, like, if you asked me to list a bunch of phrases from Seinfeld or Friends, I could be like, oh, yeah. Right. But I've seen all these episodes, like, one or two times. Sure. I feel like I have more of a memory of, like, how characters were in certain episodes. Like, I really liked Bill in the Kane episode. I just <laughs> right. found him really funny and, like, charming. Um, so you see what everyone loves about that episode and why everyone considers oh, yeah. that a classic news yeah. radio episode. Yeah. I mean, we want to get a cane. <laughs> it's just like exactly what that episode was probably supposed to do. Like I said, I really liked Rat Funeral. I actually like Beth in Rat Funeral. I really liked Matthew, that stupid bit where he climbed up into the ceiling <laughs> on whatever episode that was. Yeah, that was one of the most recent ones. I know. I believe that was the last episode of the season. Maybe it was. I just thought... Oh, when he's trying to disable the security cameras. Yeah. Yeah. The the one where the building's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand your point. Like, I'm trying to think of a series that I have seen each episode, like, once, maybe twice. And I don't know that I can recall, you know, funny bits from that. But it's it's seeing it over and over that makes the things stick in your head. Yeah, That's why when you said we were doing a season two wrap-up, I was like... I don't know if I have a lot. To that's say. okay. No, that's all right. That's that's good. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorites from this season have been the Boba Fett doll. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I really like the exploding cheese. Oh. In yeah. the very first episode, I really yeah. like Matthew's bit where he does momen chants with the. Yeah. With the, uh, I know black you light like poster. that so much. I don't get it, but. I like the cane, of course. Love that episode. Mm-hmm. Bill with the cane is just a delight. Uh, I like Bill in the episode In Through the Outdoor where he shouts at Dave and loses his voice. I like what a prima donna he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, there are a number of things in this season that I really like. Hmm. Still not the best season so far. Oh, no. Not yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Three? I would say three. Some people would say four. Is five kind of, does it tip? I'm I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Yep. Well, Kayleen, now is the moment. We're going to do the guest star bracket. Oh, my gosh. You won't let me look at the Instagram for our podcast. So I had a lot of fun doing this. I posted these polls on Instagram and on Twitter, and I'm coming back to them very late because I didn't think it would take me a month to get to this uh, episode to record it. But I set out 16 guest stars from seasons one and two. Wow, that's a lot of guest stars. I seeded them according to who I thought were the strongest. Okay. I had four rounds, and one of them emerged the winner. Wow. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the bracket. And you and I are gonna, both going to vote. And if there is a tie, we're going to let the voice of the people be heard. <laughs> and the voice of the people will break the tie. All right. Are you ready? I Sure. Okay. 
You managed to show me pictures of these people. That's why I asked if you had your phone with you. I do. Okay. So I am going to send you, I'm going to airdrop you photos of the contestants. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Round one, first matchup. We have Sandy Angelini, played by B.B. Newworth. Yep. Versus, wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Versus Jane Robertson, who, if you recall, was the woman Mr. James was trying to woo in station sale. By trying to get her into the negotiation room. She's wearing a brown suit. She has blonde hair. Definitely BB. BB Newworth? Yeah. Sandy Angelini? Yeah. And I vote clearly BB Newworth as well. And so BB Newworth moves on to the next round. Okay. Very good. First round, second matchup, we have Santa. Yep. Versus Tom P. Baxter. Do you remember Tom P. Baxter? That's right, the visionary. That's a tougher one. They were pretty funny. Oh, man. I actually like both of these guys. Um, I got to go with Tom P. Baxter. And I am also going to vote for Tom P. Baxter. So Tom P. Baxter moves on to the second round. Okay. In the next matchup, we have Lorenzo and Jr., the security guards. Yes. Versus... Bill Stalker, played by Dennis Miller. Um, I'm going to say the security guards. Lorenzo and Junior? Yeah. I agree. So oh. Lorenzo and Junior move on to the second round. Do we usually agree this much? No. It might get more interesting when we have more interesting <laughs> matchups. Okay. All right. Did the people agree with these as well? I will tell you at the end. Okay. In the next matchup, we have Theo, Mr. James's weird nephew, played by David Cross. No, I know. Versus Stuart, Lisa's ex-boyfriend, played by Wallace Langham. Oh, David Cross, for sure. The weirdo nephew. All right, and I agree with you. Yeah. I'm also going to vote Theo, which means Theo moves into the second round. Okay. One thing I learned about making brackets is that you structure them so that the strongest competitors play last, Mm -hmm. which is why we've got so many, like, clear, obvious answers going through like where we both agree Hmm. it's like the stronger competitors knock out the weaker competitors earlier in the bracket Hmm. okay Mm -hmm. moving down the list we have our next matchup milos the janitor Mm -hmm. played by steve suskind versus don green played by george hamilton Who's Don Green? He is the kind of mafioso guy that Beth tries to get to invest in the mushmouth hats. Okay. The really tan guy. Definitely Milos. Milos the janitor is your yeah, vote? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I agree. Yep. Which means Milos the janitor will move on to round two. Our next matchup is Dr. Frank Westford, played by John Ritter, versus Stan the Man who is the person who won Bill in the poker game. John Ritter, for sure. The doctor. Yeah? Yeah. I agree. I also vote for Dr. Frank, so he moves on to the second round. In the next matchup, we have Melanie Sanders, the uh, wife candidate who comes in the episode Negotiation, who Mr. James is trying to woo, who eventually succumbs to Mr. James Wiles because he whispers something dirty in her so ear. So they're like the super sexy ones. That's yeah. right. Versus the unnamed building super who has to explain to people that um, they're not to treat the rats well in rat funeral. Um, that's a tougher one. I want to say the building super. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you disagree with me? On that I actually one? do disagree with you. I would vote for Melanie Sanders. Okay. So we're going to take it to the voice of the people and they vote for Melanie Sanders. Oh, I was wrong. And in our final matchup for round one, we have Nancy, Dave's ex-girlfriend, played by Janine Garofalo. Yes. Versus... Anthrax. Anthrax. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, I think sure. it's got to be Janine. Yeah. Yeah, so Nancy moves on. Anthrax, thank you for all you've done. We'll leave you behind in round one. On MTV. So, we have cleared out the field a bit. Now it's on to round two. I'm going to tell you the matchup. Don't tell me who you're going to vote for. 
Okay. And we're going to say it on three. Okay. So in this round, we've got Sandy Angelini, B.B. Newworth versus Tom P. Baxter, Bill Geislinger. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Tom. Sandy. <laughs> All right. We got to go to the voice of the people on this one. And they have voted for Sandy. This is rigged. <laughs> so Sandy moves on to round three. Our next matchup, we have Lorenzo and Junior, played by Tone Loke and Toby Huss, mm-hmm. versus Theo, played by David Cross. Okay. Are you ready? I am. One, two, three. Lorenzo Theo. and Junior. <laughs> That's so funny. No, definitely Theo. Remember Why? Remember he does like all the magic tricks at once? It was so good. Yeah, I do. I do I like not, him. This I is a tough not, matchup. Yeah, I didn't find the security guards that funny. You huh. did. I thought that they. I found it annoying how they kept making him show his ID every time he went up. Yeah, but remember when they got the hats? No. <laughs> no. All right, we disagree. We've got to go to the voice. Disgruntled magician is much funnier. I agree. Yeah, I like David Cross as well. And what does the voice of the people say? They vote for. Lorenzo and Junior. God damn it. (laughs) So they will be moving on to the next round. I'm feeling attacked. Our next matchup, Milos the Janitor, played by Stephen Suskind, versus Dr. Frank Westford, played by John Ritter. One, two, three, Dr. Frank. State your case. Uh, what do you think? I just feel like Milos is in multiple episodes. That's true. And but so like, is Lorenzo and Junior. And but they're not funny. <laughs> I just feel like Milos is endearing. And huh. like he gets the gelato. And isn't he part of the editing episode too? And the, the crack of the bat? Or no, maybe no, he's not. No, you think no. the editor guy. Okay. The editor um, guy. No, I just feel like Milos is funny. Yep, he's there when Dave's practicing his speech. Yeah. He ends like, up going to the beach house. Yeah. Yeah, like he just, I feel like is more of a presence. I mean, like John Ritter is funny in this, but it was only one episode. You know what? You've, you've won me over. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So now we have two votes for Milos. Okay. Okay. Which is good because the people voted for Dr. Frank. Oh, really? So if I hadn't changed it, he would have advanced. What's your what's your angle here? There's no angle. <laughs> We're just having a friendly discussion. Okay, so Milos gets to go on now. So Milos advances to the next round. Okay. All right, our final matchup in round two. We have Melanie Sanders versus Nancy. Natalia Nagulich versus Janine Garofalo. Okay. Ready? Yep. One, two. Three, Nancy. Nancy. Very good. Yep. So Nancy will be moving on to the next round. Just clearly had more to work with and did more with Mm -hmm. what she had, I thought. I could watch Janine Garofalo in a dozen news radio episodes. Okay. So that is the end of the second round. We've got Sandy, Lorenzo and Jr., Milos the Janitor, and Nancy advancing. Here we go. Round three, semifinals. We have Sandy Angelini versus Lorenzo and Junior. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Lorenzo Sandy. and Junior. I don't, right. like, I don't like the guys. Well, yeah, I know you don't. And so we're going to go to the audience. The audience says, give me a drum roll. That's not true. That's a raspberry. <laughs> Lorenzo and Junior. God, you're wrong. <laughs> you're all wrong. All right. A second matchup in the semifinals. We have Milos the Janitor versus Nancy. Kayleen, what do you think? Who should advance? One, two, three, Nancy. Milos. Okay. All right. Why do you think Milos should go? 
for all the same reasons I told you before. Over Nancy? Yeah. She, again, one episode, she was kind of creepy and weird. I mean, she was supposed to be. I know, but I just like Milos better. <laughs> okay. And going to the polls? That would be Nancy. Rigged. Nancy advances on. Now we have our final matchup, final round. Okay. We have got... Lorenzo and Junior. You already know who I'm going to say. Versus <laughs> Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> ready, Kayleen? I'm ready. One, two, three. Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So we have crowned a winner from seasons one and two for the guest stars. Okay. Nancy, Janine Garofalo, you are our winner. Reach out to me directly for your prize. So I'm going to send this to you. I'm just going to send you what the um, final bracket ended up looking like based on our polls. Sure. Not that different than what it ended up being between you and me. Hmm. So Lorenzo and Junior won overall, beating out Nancy in the final. Hmm. Directly behind them is Dr. Frank, John Ritter, and then honorable mention is Sandy. Great. Yeah. I had a good time yeah. doing it with our fans. It was interesting to hear where you were coming from as well, because I would not have guessed that you would have voted the way you did. I'm just full of surprises. Full of something. Full of... Love for your husband? Everything I'm full of, you should be grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, Kayleen, I would like to hear from you. I would love to hear you talk just very briefly about each of the characters and how your understanding of them or your opinion of them has changed since the end of season one. I mean, it's really hard to say, when did we record the wrap-up of season one? You can probably tell me to the date, can't you? I can't tell you to the date, but I can tell you we published it on October 12th of so last year. So we're coming up on a year ago. <laughs> sure. So I don't know that I'll be able to compare from season one. Sure. Okay, I'll just go with your own. Dave is one of the most annoying characters. I do not like him. Still sad eyes. I think he's more dimensional now because we've seen him, like, step up and be a boss. And we've seen him be kind of, like, uh, vulnerable or... Wounded. Wounded by Lisa. Um I'm I, I'm sure Dave Foley is funny. I think I've seen him in, like, Kids in the Hall yeah. and stuff. I don't think he's a bad actor, I just don't, I don't think it has to do with him. I think it has to do with the character of Dave. I think yeah. the character is just not a fully fleshed out character. Like, is this character funny? Is this character serious? Is this character like inept or is he actually like, apt? apt? <laughs> is he an adequate boss? I don't buy him as a boss. Sure. I don't know. I just feel like he is not the character of Dave does not feel solid to me yet as like who is, I can't wrap my head around like who this person actually is. Okay. So that's what I think about Dave. Um, Lisa, kind of a mess. Um, I respected her more in season one. I feel like she was really manipulative in this season around like the whole stuff with Stuart and the, jealousy and all of that. Um, I actually wish that they had played up more her professional strengths. I don't know. Hmm. I would love to see her as more of like a grounding force in the office with like all these crazy characters, but then like she's kind of, like I said, I think she's kind of a mess too. Yeah. Um, that said, she has some funny moments. Like there are moments where she has made me laugh, but again, I don't have like, She's not endearing to me, mm. and neither is Dave. Um, Beth has grown on me a lot, surprisingly. I really didn't think I was going to like her. I think she hits her comedic lines too hard. Like, Thank you, Lewis. Yeah, I just feel like, and I get that that's her character. Like, her character is over the top, but it feels like she plays over the top, over the top. She also comes from a theater background, I think, sure. more than any of the other actors. And so you can almost kind of, like, feel her playing to the back of the house in a way yeah. that like 
Yes. You don't need to do that in TV. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's good to know. Like, she just has this, like, she'll roll her eyes, but she doesn't just roll her eyes. She rolls her whole head. She rolls her whole body, right? Right. Yes. And, like, that feels like very much a theater thing. Yep. Um, But I also understand that, like, Beth is not subtle. So I get that. Um, but yeah, she definitely has had moments where she has been funnier and has actually made me laugh out loud. And I just like, I, I get, I kind of get who Beth is now. Okay. Um, uh, I hate to even say this, but Andy Dick has grown on me as well. I think it's hard cause I think, and I don't know enough about Andy Dick as a person. Oh, sorry. Matthew. His character is Matthew. Yeah. Matthew has definitely grown on me too. I think that he has this childlikeness that I don't want to like, but I kind of do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that's probably what you're supposed to feel about him. That's how I feel about that character. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Like I feel bad for him, but then also it's kind of funny to see him be a little bit of a punching bag. I'm so over the stupid him falling down at the beginning <laughs> of the episode though. I really hope that that ends. Um, Joe is a dumb dumb. He just seems like, you know what it would be like? It would be like if uh, you were trying to convince me that Joey Tribbiani from Friends was actually brilliant. Like a secret genius. Yes. Like I'm the one who made the comparison between the two of them. Uh, uh, Did you? Many, many episodes ago. Yeah. 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 He feels like a Joey Tribbiani, like yep. kind of like a smooth dude, but I don't believe he's smart. Well, I think he's definitely less smooth, especially with the ladies sure. than Joey is. I mean... I actually, I, I do buy Joe as being like a handyman and mm-hmm. like, I actually do, I, I buy him as somebody who can fix things. I do not buy him as somebody who can create <laughs> a explosive from like a hairpin and a piece of cheese. I'm a MacGyver type. A like, yes, like no. So like that has been a little bit overblown. But again, he's just kind of a prop in the background. I feel like he doesn't really do a lot. I feel the same way about Catherine. I actually really like Catherine as a person, like as a character. I feel like I kind of get who she is. We don't know a lot about her, but I I understand her energy. I don't like the slaps. I feel like they just look like hokey to me. Mm. I also just don't like, I don't think women slapping men is funny. Sure. Oh, fresh. Like, I don't like that. I think it is one of those things that hasn't aged terribly well. Like the comparison I was going to use would be like 20, 25 years ago when like it was just intrinsically funny to have a man in a dress. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think that that is funny anymore. Yeah. Or like a man kissing a man is like the height of like shock. Like it's just not. But I like her not taking shit attitude. I like that. I like her as a foil for Bill. Yes. I think they like work well together. Um, and God, Catherine has a hot bod. <laughs> she's just like, she's beautiful. Her legs, her, the clothing she wears, I do not buy like that. Catherine, the character, would actually dress like that to an office. I feel like it's a little too slutty, cheap mm. looking. Mm. I feel like the actual character of Catherine would not put her body on display in such an overt way mm. because it feels like it's trying to be attention getting. I don't know, in a way. But who knows? Maybe she'd also be like, if you got to flaunt it, like, who knows? <laughs> Bill has grown on me a lot too. I you still think he's way funnier than I do, mm-hmm. but he definitely has moments. And I again, I I feel like I understand his character. I get him as comic relief. Um, Mr. James, I, I now that you've mentioned that actor, how he's in a bunch of stuff, I feel like I see him in a ton of things now. But when he comes on the scene, I'm kind of like, uh, here we go. Okay, because it's usually like. He's going to make some outrageous comment or, like, statement. Yep. And then, like, the laugh track hits, and I'm just like, I don't know. He seems really predictable to me right now. Well, what's interesting is I think he's, I think of it as very unpredictable, being the sort of, like, the term I was going to use is, like, chaos monkey. Like, okay, he's going to do something unusual, and everyone's going to have to, like, react to it. 
Yeah, but it feels like he's just, it doesn't feel like he does anything. He just hangs around and then he just says things. Sure. And when I say predictable, I mean, it's like he's going to say something outrageous predictably. I see. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like what, I don't know what he's going to say, but I know it's going to be attention seeking. Okay. Um, I think that's everyone. That's great, Kayleen. I I love it. I love hearing this. There you go. Just off, off the cuff, Mm -hmm. right off the cuff. Didn't prep that. What are your predictions for season three? And before you give them to me, <laughs> I would like to play something for you. Okay. So I'm going to play a clip from our season one wrap-up episode. Mm-hmm. I just want you to listen to what you said in that. Oh. Past Kayleen. What did she say? Past Kayleen says a lot of stuff. She does. So does Kurt. <laughs> so does present Kayleen. Yeah, I'm sure future Kayleen will as well. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some arc of like the station gets bought out, mm. <laughs> and now they have to do like uh, mariachi music or something like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. oh, the station's in trouble and they're losing funding because it's like are they, I don't even. I guess they're not like public radio, no. but they're not getting the funding, so they need to like yeah do stupid things to save the station, mm. right, or things like that. So pretty good. I'm very smart. Keelene called it. She called the possibility of a station sale. Yep. And even kind of referenced the mariachi. If you recall that uh, Bill tries to sell Dave on his abilities to do the radio in Spanish. Yeah. I, okay. Do you want to hear my predictions? To be fair, that was also a plot line in Frasier. The station gets sold. And they have mariachi oh, music. a couple times. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple times where, like, the station or the station manager or whatever, but yeah. Yes, I would love to hear your predictions. I would love to hear anything you have to say for what season three will bring to the staff of WNYX. So I think they're going to get wackier. I feel like they've started heading in that direction um, with, like, the prank episode with like the slime like that was really weird it almost seemed like magical realism when or Bill's something. chair starts floating in yeah, the air. yeah yeah but yeah I feel like they're gonna start like maybe doubling down on that a little bit more um because I don't feel like they there's nothing in this show that like keeps it all together if that makes sense like there's not like a central plot line mm-hmm. and I don't think any of the characters are fully fleshed out yet. Sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if like they all just get a little bit more weird. <laughs> when it comes to the Dave and Lisa thing, they're probably going to get back together. I just feel like that relationship is going to be this thing in this. I think that that's going to be the thing in this show that's going to keep like, they're going to keep coming back to. I feel like I've had a problem with it from the beginning and I just, it never, I don't know from like the beginning of season one. And, like, the little flirtatiousness. And I was like, oh, okay, like, this could be fun. And then they just, like, <laughs> shot that to hell on the first episode. And it's like, then they didn't know where Second to... episode. Second episode. And then they didn't know where to go from there. Like, are these people actually going to be together? It's like, you kind of need the will they, won't they? And now I don't care if they get back together again. So I feel like that moment has passed for those characters. Hmm. Or... And actually, yeah, here's okay. Here's the actual prediction about their relationship for season three. I wouldn't be surprised because at the end of season two, they just slept together or they like were canoodling or whatever, but it didn't really end in my opinion on like, they're getting back together Mm -hmm. mode. So, oh God, I hope they don't pull out the like, oh, they're sleeping together again and they don't want anyone to know. That would be horrible. I hope they don't do that. What I was going to say is I think they're going to do some type of, Lisa dates people, Dave dates people, and maybe they date, like, funny people, or there's, like, silly things there, and they still have, like, feelings about it, or they make little, like, comments about it, Mm. and then, like, at the end of season three, they get back together for real or something. I'm curious to see if this show ever takes a turn into seriousness, like, actual feelings. I don't know. Sure. And... I think the station is going to be in trouble again. 
I feel like that's just like an easy conflict point of like Mr. James decides to like. Well, it's an inciting event that can affect all of them. Right, exactly. Like Mr. James does something with the station, like losing it in a poker game, sure. which we've already done that. But something like that, again, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I can't, I don't know like what kind of big plot things would happen. I still think it would be great if Beth and Joe got together. They make a lot of sense to me hmm. as a couple. They could actually almost even be funny together, I think. This is great. This yeah, is all I can't great. Think of anything else? Yeah, I don't want to put you too much more on the spot, but I'm excited to see what happens. I remember broad strokes of what happens, but even as you're saying these things, I'm not sure I can give you specifics. Like, yes, that does happen. No, that doesn't. Here's what I ordered. The, you got it right, but in the wrong order. I don't know if sure. I can tell you any of that. So, hmm. well, time will tell. That's right. Well, Kayleen, I have one more question to ask you. Uh oh. Am I a fan? Kayleen, are you a fan of news radio? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this hurting our relationship? No. Okay. It's I bringing s- us closer together. Okay. I feel bad. No, I'm definitely not a fan. Like if somebody, if I met a stranger and they're like, oh, have you ever heard of the show news radio? I'd be like, yeah, I've seen a couple of seasons. It's fine. That to me is not a fan. Mm-hmm. Are you more or less of a fan than you were at the end of season one. Definitely more of a fan, just because there I've seen so many episodes of it now. Sure. Um, you've spent, you know... I've spent time, yeah. You've put in your time. <laughs> Putting in the time, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm more of a fan, but no, I'm not a fan. Okay. If Still got the, some work to do. If this were The Bachelor, they would say, I'm falling for you. Right. Right. <laughs> News radio wouldn't get sent home, but it wouldn't get a rose either. That's you get sent home if you don't get a rose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's how it works. Oh. They wouldn't get the group date rose. Right. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> don't. They'd get the boot, not the rose. <laughs> ah, right. Do they really give somebody a boot? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much it for our wrap up of season two. Okay. It feels like this is my marathon. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever actually run a marathon, but I... Will you give me a medal at the end of this if we get to the You'll end? get a reward. Okay. Now is the point in the episode where we do quick recommendations. Kayleen, would you like to go first? All right. My quick recommendation is go camping. <laughs> yeah, you've been camping a lot this summer. I mean, a lot is very subjective. Well, when you go from zero to two, that's a lot of Not camping. even two times, just one time. I slept in the tent in, in the, the yard. Backyard. Yeah. <laughs> does that count as camping? To me, it does. So I bought a tent. Uh, totally. It was a, I, I impulse bought a tent back in June, maybe. Um, and my oldest was excited. Actually, both my kids were excited to set it up. So my oldest and I slept in it in the backyard, and that was fun. And then this August, a couple weeks ago, I went on a two-night trip with three of my very good friends, and we had a freaking blast, and it was really, really fun. Um, So go spend some time outdoors. It is, like, so inexpensive, and you don't need that much stuff, really, to camp. I think there's, like, this feeling that you need a, a lot of gear and yeah, if we were going to be, you know, mountain climbing or whatever, or really hiking through the forest or something, but we were at a campground that had bathrooms and running water and there were hookup sites for, you know, trailers. So, and, right. Um, it was just great. Made a great time. So go camping. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good recommendation. Yeah. All right. Mine is coffee related. Okay. So I have been experimenting with Cuban coffee. Yeah. And so I'm going to explain that to you as if you don't know what that is, Kayleen. Great. I don't really, I kind of do, I guess. What's Cuban coffee, Jordan? What's Cuban coffee, Jordan? So I saw this on Instagram and decided I wanted to try it. What you do is you take raw sugar, turbinado sugar, and you put it in the cup and you put just a little bit of coffee in it, enough to like wet it basically, and then you stir it really vigorously 
until it turns into this kind of like creamy foam. Mm-hmm. If you've got one of those little hand whisks for like Froth- foaming. Frother. A frother. A frother. I put the frother in the milk. <laughs> um, yes, then you can use that instead. So you do that and then you can put the coffee from, specifically from a mocha pot into that kind of foamy sugary froth. And the sediment from the mocha pot plus the kind of gooey sweetness of the stickiness of the raw sugar is really good. Hmm. And if you've got a mocha pot, you know how to use that. You just take the very first little bit of coffee that comes out of it and then whip the sugar while the rest of it is boiling. Wow. I have been doing that except the only difference is I've been adding a little bit of oat milk into the sugar and coffee mixture mm-hmm. and frothing it that way or you know whipping mm-hmm. it that way I'm really enjoying that in the mornings great yep that's why you're so happy yeah maybe that, that and the jujitsu sure sugar in my coffee plus jujitsu that's all it took yeah all right season three episode one here we go here we go so i need you to sign us off for wkjp news radio this is kayleen and jordan signing off the theme music for WKJP News Radio is the song You Say But You Don't Know by the band Troubles Afoot. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, or wherever you find new music. Special thanks to Uncle Keith for our use of equipment and technical support. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at WKJPPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at wkjppod at gmail.com. If you like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to help us find other listeners like you. Thanks so much for listening.